0: of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel Ramsey personality, host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, co-host of it anyway, is my co-host, and he is also the host of the very popular new launch on YouTube, the George Camel YouTube Show, and uh, that's camel with a K. You don't want to miss that. Lots of snark there. I'm a big fan because I'm a big fan of snark. That's one of the reasons I'm a big George fan. Phone number here is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Jennifer is with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good. Good. How can we help?
1: Um, I wanted to find out, I have been looking for a house for about nine years and I found one, but it's kind of a flipper and it's about $2 million. So I didn't know if it would be wise in our situation.
0: Okay. Let's just back up. Looking for a house for nine years is weird. Let's start with that.
1: Okay. We would love to build, but here in Texas, they do not license contractors, so it's, like, almost impossible to manage a project here. So I kind of have to just remodel something and hope that it's, you know, we've got pretty good bones and the property's good. So um, uh, we uh, why does
0: that? Why does it take nine years to discover you need a general contractor to build a house?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we... Um, I I won't want. I do not want to build a house here because okay. I, I I'm in the I'm in that industry, but I don't want to have to manage a project. And their contractors here are they they're not licensed, so it's really hard to. They,
0: they don't license general contractors in Texas. No,
1: I no Google it. It's insane. Really? I don't I don't really work in Texas. No, it's kind of like the wild wild west of construction. I don't even go into tall buildings here. If they're more than two floors, I won't go in them. <laughs> so, wow. <yeah. laughs> yeah well that's no, that's not it, yeah. that's Other not general that.
0: contractor licensing that's engineering and that's also weird okay yeah. um okay so you wanna you you wanna build a you wanna buy a house for two million dollars that you have to fix up and then you're gonna flip yeah, it Yeah, but but you're I gonna really flip love it? the
1: land no no i'm just saying like I, it's not, not a flipper flip it, then just, if you're not gonna flip yeah. it it's just you're yeah, buying is, a
0: house that needs a lot of work
1: yeah it looks like flipper conditions
0: <laughs>
2: Yikes. why do you wanna buy yeah. this property then do you have the, the property money?
1: property is beautiful. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. I'm not sure because the way we've always purchased houses and before before would be completely different than this purchase. We've always saved enough cash where we just did the tip, so we wouldn't do a jumbo loan. We do whatever the maximum was. Like our first house was like four seventeen, I think. Now it's up to like five hundred and something for like before you go to a jumbo loan, and then we put cash down and then do a fifteen year mortgage and do twenty percent down, and that's the way we've always bought our houses. But this one, just because I don't think we have enough... I, I think the payment would be too high because the interest rates are so high right now that we wouldn't... I think we would have to do like a 20- or 30-year mortgage.
0: Oh, so you're, you're, we, What you're saying is you just can't afford the house.
1: Well, I, I, that's, it's that's okay, what okay I'm, to say I'm that wondering. out loud, Jennifer. Yeah,
0: it's a $2 million house.
1: I know. Dollar house. <laughs> I know but that, well, we... Yeah. What is we're, your well, income? What's only, the
2: household income?
1: Together, our base salaries is about 520 Okay. And the thing is, the reason we don't have a lot of money saved is because normally we don't work both at the same time. But just since I've been working a lot more the last few years, I've enjoyed it. So now I'm working all the time. What are do you doing? Um, I do global architecture. So... Um, Architecture and interior design, not really. I do work for an engineering, an IT company, but uh, it's construction engineering. So I I do, but I work for an IT company (laughs) building their their facilities all over the U.S. So
0: your your household income Mm is $525,000, and why can't you put a $2 million house on a 15-year?
1: Because we've really been living beyond our... Well, not beyond our means. We live within our means, but, like, we spent a lot of our savings. Like, my husband took two years off during COVID, and we remodeled our house, and we just did... I bought a a house for my daughter. We just, like, spent a lot of money, and we normally have more savings.
0: I'm exhausted. And we
1: don't have... What was that?
0: I said, I'm tired. This is... (laughs) Y'all... You've been running a million miles an hour with nothing to show for it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, we... Well, we've never really had this much income steadily. We've had it for the last few years.
0: Okay, uh, if you've had it for two years or more, you can qualify for a 15 year mortgage and you can afford a 15 year mortgage.
1: I think we could. No, I know that we could qualify for a 15 year mortgage. Then you can afford it. Uh, No, no. Okay, sorry. I sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I just don't want our house payment to be that high because I know my husband will be against that. So that's why I want to do like a thirty until the twenty or a thirty until the interest rates are lower. No, you take out a fifteen,
0: and when the interest rates are lower, you refinance. And if you're not willing to admit that you're buying a two million dollar house to your husband, you shouldn't buy a two million dollar house. So I can't make this not be not be two million dollars. There's not a technique for that. It's $2 million, and um, I, I got an, I got a feeling your husband doesn't want to do a $2 million fixer-upper either, so I think there's probably more going on, and you've kind of gotten this romantic idea that this land is beautiful and it makes this whole project worthwhile. Um, I, I don't know. If you guys together want to sit down and look at the trouble and the pain that doing a remodel is going to be that you're going to live in, which is way different than doing one that you're not going to live in. That's a lot of pain. It's a lot of heartache. It's like building a house except worse. Um, Remodels are just horrid, and uh, I've done a bunch of them. And they're just, even when you're not going to live in them, they're a pain in the butt. It's easier to push it down and start again. Um, And and then um, emotionally easier for sure. If you guys want to endure the pain of that, you have the financial wherewithal to do it, and you're willing to accept the reality of the payment that a $2 million loan takes on, both of you, you and your husband, then go forward. But I got a feeling that there's in that in those guidelines I just gave you that you all are going to run into all kinds of trouble, and you just, you're wanting somebody to tell you you can't afford it. Um, I think you can afford it. I just don't think you want to afford it. That's what I heard. What'd you hear?
2: Well, I'm hearing a lot of stress, and I don't know that this $2 million mortgage is going to alleviate any of that. And so they uh-huh. need to simplify their life, get their act together, figure out how to control the money that they're bringing in. But I would pause on this decision. It does not sound like they're close to it's alignment. It's
0: all over the place. like
2: conf- yeah. I, And there's involved. also, I don't know, million dollar houses in Austin that are great. So maybe we could start there. It doesn't have to be the $2 million or bust. Yeah. So I think we have to back out and find out what all of the options are before we get starry-eyed at
0: one yeah um and i'll just go ahead and throw in here too um just just to be straight with you jennifer the idea that everyone in texas that lives in a home or has a three-story building is incompetent and all of them are about to fall in because they don't license gc's is absurd okay obviously there's quality buildings in texas that are not going to fall in um, and obviously I did not know they didn't license GCs, but that did not change anything for me. A, I've been in a bunch of houses in Texas that are wonderful properties. and You're so brave. You know, yeah, I'm brave.
2: You went to the third floor and everything.
0: I did. I've, I've been to the 16th floor. I mean, it's scary. You know, not, not in a house, but, I mean, golly, come on, girl. Seriously, this is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest,
2: most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money,
0: George Campbell Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phone at 888-825-5225. One of the things that we have to do when we're managing our money is we're managing our life. And we're making big decisions and lots of decisions. And when you find yourself making when, here, here's some things that'll tell you if you're making a wrong decision okay uh, because I, making a wrong decision around money particularly like a car purchase or a house purchase uh, or something other some other a big investment uh, deciding to go into crypto deciding to do something stupid along the, you know getting out of where you're getting ready to set yourself back a decade by screwing up By making a bad decision See, we always talk about wealth building and the things to do to build wealth i don't think we spend enough time probably on how to uh stupid proof ourselves so we don't do something stupid and offset all the good work we did right Mm -hmm. so one of the things i discovered about me and turns out it's true of everyone is that right before i right after i get desperate i get stupid and right after I get stupid, I get broke. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's a close connection. When you them. feel desperation, trapped, I and you start your language will tell you that you're that way. I was forced to. We had no choice. Buy a car. Never in the history of human race has that been true. You were not forced. They did not have a gun. They don't do car, reverse carjackings. It doesn't happen, right? So th- it doesn't happen. So you weren't forced, you were in a desperate situation on transportation, and so you justified a dumb butt decision to go to the tote the note lot and pay double for the car at a 28% interest rate, Because you, and then say, but I was forced. You weren't forced, you were just stupid. I've been stupid too, Right. I just explained it, right mm. after I felt desperate and trapped. OK, and so when listen to your language and if your language is indicating a sense of being trapped, a sense that there is no other options. And, and your language to yourself in this decision making or to your spouse who you're trying to talk into this is bizarre, then that tells you that you're getting ready to screw up. OK, I'll give you another example we run into, George. Every property for rent in x town is four thousand dollars a month make up a number fill it in you can't find them they don't exist see these absolute hyperbole statements are indications that you feel desperate and stuck and so once you've decided inaccurately that every property for rent is four thousand dollars minimum in this town then you can justify buying something you shouldn't be buying at a point in your finances that you weren't ready to buy you see what i'm saying yeah so when you start making these fatalistic absolute statements that are that are overstated then and when you if it sounds bizarre to you then that tells you you're there and that was my that was my question with my i, I couldn't get it out of my mouth fast enough in that last call because we've been looking for a property in Texas for nine years. Okay, that's just weird. No, you haven't. Or if you have, you've got other issues other than property looking. It takes you a decade. Then it takes a decade in Texas to find something to live in. That's just not true. That's just that's that smacks of weirdness and uh desperation and you're getting ready to make a mistake but what that leads to then is i'm going to do a deal here that i know i shouldn't be doing because for nine years this is the only property see the see the you know how that comes out and i do that in my own head that's how i recognize the drama Mm -hmm. queen it lives in all of our heads yep and it's like you know i'm so stuck rental prices are so high i am forced to buy a house i can't afford while I have six hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Well, that's just dumber and crap. You know? No, it's just not true. Okay? Not true. And and so oh the other one I love is um our house has mold. Our children will die if we stay here. And the only property we can find to live in is sixty percent of our take home pay. These are our two options, death of our children or bankruptcy. These are our two options. options because we forced ourselves in desperation into this false narrative of fatalism that I'm stuck and the only way out is to go from one stupid, horrible thing to another stupid, horrible thing, and I'm trying to justify it by saying it's the only option. You see what I'm doing? Oh, yeah. And every time I do that in my head, I have lost so much money i just every time that fear-based desperation leads you into that and and i get the these are the actual calls i get here on we've got oh, yeah. on the air you, you've heard them before I'm,
2: I'm getting triggered dave my are
0: ptsd you? is
2: coming back from the caller saying well there's no used cars under twenty-five thousand, so That's we had it. to finance one for 35 because
0: what else are you going to do yeah. you there's can't no you just cars. stuck i mean because there's not not a used car anywhere there are all the used cars in america that's are half now of our jobs. See, so when you start making these over-the-top, crazy butt statements, what that states is not the actual fact. What it indicates is your mindset is in desperation and stuck. Fatalism. And there's a whiny toddler inside all of us. Fat, going, yeah. We just want the new car. Just admit it. You want the shinier, newer car. Well, yeah, but admitting it would be dealing with me, and I don't want to deal with me. Instead, I would rather create this false narrative of the marketplace is forcing me into doing. It's the economy. These high interest rates ridiculous. I mean, it's forced me. The only way I could go to school was to go $400,000 of student loan debt. It's the only way. It's the only possible, other than joining the military, but only possible, other than to say, only, other than, other than, other, oh, my God. But the only possible. So now here I sit, and Biden won't forgive them, and so I'm screwed. Mm. You know. And now Sunday you have to start paying payments again. Not someday, Sunday. This coming Sunday. So, but yeah, but but every time you say something with a bizarre set of overstatement, that is indicating you're getting ready to make a mistake because I've done this. I've done. I'm not making fun of y'all if you've done it. I'm not even making fun of our last caller. I mean, it was a little bit hard to keep up. But I mean, I. But even even aside from that, I. She just was stuck in. I want this and so I and I don't think I should be doing it it feels wrong but I've got to justify it with everything else out here all the three-story buildings and above are not safe uh, they don't have licensed contractors you know all these other wild and crazy stories out here in there to justify the move and again that's not picking on her she's a sweet lady she's trying to figure it out I appreciate her calling if you call I'll pick on you too, but I'm picking on me in the same thing. Cause I'll tell you, man, some of the dumbest butt stuff I've ever done is when I was in facing uh bankruptcy, mm. I got stuck in that. And I thought there's no way out. There's nothing. I don't know what to do. And I lost so stinking much money. Uh, I made decades of income evaporate in, in, in single strokes of the pen because I was desperate, stuck and fixated and the one that goes with that, also the sister to it, is greed. Mm. And when you get when you get all fired up and you're like, oh, I'm gonna. But if okay, if the system is broken, and the millennial can't get ahead, then the millennial has to do something that's completely different, a crazy shortcut. Exactly. To, to I a, get I need ahead. a TikTok life hack, which is nothing down real estate. Velocity and banking is what and, we all, all need. Dave. Velocity. We need we need high speed stupidity. High Ugh. stupidity on high speed. Stupidity on caffeinated stupidity. That's, That's what it takes to in today's
2: world, Dave. Yeah. But it's so true. Most of the calls on the show is someone co- saying, "Hey, I've got option A and option B, and they're both terrible. What do I do?" And we say, "Have you ever thought about option C or D?" Yeah. There's a lot
0: of that. And it involves you instead of a shortcut. It involves. That's how you know. Let me help you. No is a possible answer. No. If if it don't. looks like a shortcut. the only the call, car you can find that suits your needs is twenty five thousand and you're broke, uh, answer is no. And it's a complete sentence. No. It's an interesting sound. Two letters. The silence that follows it is deafening. No. This is the Ramsey Show.
3: Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions and you can come visit anytime you'd like we'd love to have you on the debt free stage Jeff and Pam are joining us hi guys how are you good Dave we're better than we deserve I love it welcome where do y'all live
4: Uh, we're outside of Philadelphia Pennsylvania
0: ah cool good to have you welcome to Nashville and how much debt have you paid off
4: we paid off $200,000
0: yay and how long did this take
4: Fifty-six months.
0: Wow! And your range of
5: income during that time
4: started at one hundred thirty-two thousand and went to one hundred fifty-four thousand.
5: Cool. What do y'all do for a living?
4: I'm a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm.
5: And Dave, I'm a high school personal finance teacher.
0: Oh! Wow. Thank you. Yes. 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 Helping the next generation avoid stupidity. Way to go, man. I love it. Cool. So what kind of, what kind of debt was the 200000 It was our mortgage. You paid Woo! off your house. <laughs> now you get to tell your class. I love it. Yeah. Weird yeah. people. Very weird. No mortgage at all. What's this house worth?
4: About $500,000.
0: Yay. And how much in your nest egg in your retirement? Uh, so retirement's probably like $300,000. right. Wow. Bumping up on, getting ready to be Baby Steps millionaires too. Yeah way to go guys yeah. congratulations how old are you two 37 oh man paid for house and almost millionaires already look at you i'm so proud of you good work good work Tell us how this story start. So
4: this story started about thirteen years ago when we were dating. Oh, um, he got me your Total Money Makeover
0: book. Oh, um, so he's been this nerd all along. He's
4: been the nerd. I'm definitely a free spirit here. Yeah. Um, so I read that You're
0: dating a personal finance professor <laughs> in high school. You know, what's it's coming. shocking you get a personal finance book. Okay.
4: Um, so I started paying off student loans. I had actually bought a new car out of college, so I was one of those. Yeah, uh, worked on paying all that off. We got married, and all the money we got from the wedding went to finish paying off my debt. Wow! Um, so we became debt-free once already. Yay! Um, and then we ended up buying our home. Mm-hmm. We had our first daughter, Caroline. Mm-hmm. We ended up going through FPU class in 2017.
5: Mm. Yeah. So then uh, I, I just got this bug for helping f- people with finances. So we actually came down here and met with you guys in 2018 for uh, the Financial Coach ma- Master Training. Yeah. Um, and so I became a financial coach and we've i've led fpu at my church and a couple other churches in our area um and at that point i'm like i I can't get enough of this and so i was already teaching something else and decided all right we got to change what's going on in our society and so i went back and got some more education and uh became a personal finance teacher and i think five years later that's kind of where we are now wow look at you right go man thank you Thanks. thanks
0: for all the help
5: my goodness
2: that's powerful I mean, you guys really drank the Kool-Aid, and it, and it worked out for yeah. you. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, 56 months paying off this mortgage, were people cheering you on? Did they think it was weird?
5: Did you keep it to yourselves? I, I think it varies. Um, you know, if people ask us, we'd be happy to talk about it. Um, we
4: actually had a chart. Um, I made a chart with our house on it. I drew a picture of our house, and I colored it in, and I had it hanging in our kitchen. So, if people came over. They saw it hanging in the kitchen, and we would color off every $6,000, I think our our mark wow. was.
2: Um, yeah, what a great conversation starter! Right. They're like, "Did yes. your kids draw that?" You're like, "No, I did."
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. but, but we did have some cheerleaders. Uh, my one buddy, Frank Niefas, he and I have led Personal Finance or Financial Peace University multiple times together. Um, my parents are huge supporters of us. They actually introduced us to Dave Ramsey when I was 19. I remember looking at the Ben and Arthur chart of wow, compound interest. Wow. This is generational. And, oh, it is, and uh, and that's kind of why we're doing this too. Um, you know, we have two kids under the age of seven and uh, talk about, I'm gonna get emotional here, but talking about changing family trees. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what our motivation was, at least my motivation was for all of this. Mm -hmm. And
4: our kids hear it all the time. daughters now in second grade, but when she was in kindergarten, they had, if you were given a hundred dollars, what would you do with it? And she said, I would save it. She wrote that on her paper and everyone wow. else was buying oh, things, they but she actually wrote it on, the wrote, <laughs> on <YouTube. laughs> They they're actually so did. Great. I would save it. I love it. Um, so they're used to it. They hear us talking about budgeting. We had a big goal after we paid off the house was to go to Disney World. Um, so that's upcoming this fall. Yay. Nice. So they knew that when mommy and daddy pay the house off, then we get to go to Disney World.
5: Yeah. And we always joke that, you know, if they had a friend that went to Disney World that like, oh, their parents must have paid off their house to go to, to go to Disney World. So <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, um, no, that's kind of just how we do it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> We're weird.
5: <laughs> Disney should have such
0: a program, but they don't. Yes. Right. <laughs> Probably limit the old uh, lines on the rides. <laughs> right. yeah. Absolutely. Good for you guys. Yeah. Well done, you guys. Very well done. All right. So the kiddos have been involved. You have changed your family tree. You're heroes. Proud of you. Thanks. Well Thanks. done. All right. Let's bring them up and introduce them. What are their names and ages? All right. So we have Samuel. Samuel is five. Mm -hmm.
5: And we have Caroline. She's coming up now. Now. And she is seven. All
0: right. All right. And all grown up. I love it. Very well done. Good job, you guys. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is and almost being a millionaire by the time you're 37?
4: The budget. Absolutely the budget and not keeping up with the Joneses. The contentment. I follow Rachel Cruz. I've done all of that. Um, That's huge, especially at our age with Mm -hmm. our friends and seeing what they're doing.
5: Yeah, yeah, just being happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, we don't have the nicest house. We don't. We have 10-year-old cars, and they work just fine, and, um, you know, we're just very content people. Yeah, way to go, you
0: guys. Way to go. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. Godliness with contentment is a great gain. Very good. Well done. Well, we got the uh, baby, or we got the... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, live and give box for you which includes the baby steps millionaires book which you almost are but you'll be soon excellent and total money makeover book you'll find somebody to give that to in a financial peace university membership and as lifetime coordinators you've been doing it forever you'll find somebody to help with that i'm sure as you coordinate more classes thanks for leading the classes and for being a coach and for being a teacher leading the stuff my goodness you're like everywhere, a poster man. child yeah incredible.
5: <laughs> everything
0: you've taught it this stuff more than i have i believe well done <laughs> Very well done, you guys. I'm very proud of you. All right, Jeff and Pam, Caroline and Samuel. Yeah, your house is paid off and everything. And now we're going You're to Disney. Officially <laughs> weird people making you did you did paid off two hundred thousand in fifty six months, making one thirty two to one fifty four. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three,
5: Three, two, two one.
0: one. We're, we're debt free. Yeah. Woo! The kids have done it. The That's kids have amazing. done it. They don't remember it now.
2: Well, it's going to be on YouTube forever. So when they're grown adults, they'll be scrolling back to the debt-free scream their parents did. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was six, I went over to that Ramsey place, man. That'll My parents paid cool. off the house. That'll be pretty cool. I feel like it'd be hard for them to now live a life of debt after this experience, seeing what their parents did, changing the family tree. You got to hope they don't run the other way. Yeah. Like a prodigal it, it can, son. It can
0: happen, but um, yeah, you can, you can have a prodigal show up, but... but the way you change your family tree. What's interesting is I, the thing I love about that idea is that uh, Proverbs 22 7 says, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. The verse before that is 22 6, and it says, Train up a child mm. in the way he should go. Wow. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. And if you, so if you take the numbers out, it just says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. The rituals over the poor and the borrower's slave to the lender. Train your child that.
2: Wow. That's you know, interesting connection. We always separate those
0: two and teach one's a parenting thing and one's a money thing, but it sounds like you're teaching your kids to stay out of debt That's to me. a
2: continued thought.
0: What do I know? But we'll see. Wow. We'll have to talk about that in heaven, make sure I got that right. But uh, theologians out there everywhere are questioning my use of Proverbs, but there we go. It's always, always, always <laughs> happened since uh. I started. There we go. You guys are very cool. That was a very neat, uh, the emotion in his voice. He's teaching kids in high school. He taught the class in his church, totally financial peace in. university coordinator, became a Ramsey coach. The whole, like you said, drank the Kool-Aid, but that that's all because this stuff matters to him.
2: Yeah. Well, and his parents at 19 was like, Hey, you got to check out this Ramsey stuff. And so introducing that early on, got him on this path and now he's going to train
0: up his kids this way and the kids are going to train up their kids that way you know what so what we're saying is is if you can get your 19 year old to not be stupid it helps your grandkids in the future
2: if nothing else
0: do it for the grandkids do it for the grandkids that aren't here yet yeah teach your kids so that your grandkids can have some sense there's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many people
2: call in and say, "Dave, I wish I knew this stuff when I was in my 20s and 30s. Man, I did some dumb stuff." Yeah. Well, you can, if you're a parent out there, you have a chance at redemption here.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you, we've beautiful. got the, we, you know, if you want to teach little kids, we've got all that Financial Peace Junior. Yeah,
2: they got the new, uh, the sw- brand new kit, Saving it is, Bank. It is
0: incredible. It's incredible.
2: I want God. to get one for my little girl, Dave. She's a month old, but you better believe. Yeah. She's already saving her money.
0: Now, I know you. You'll be sending her to the salt mines. <laughs> This is The Ramsey Show. George Campbell, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Kathy is with us in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi there. Hey, what's up?
3: Um, well, my question is, I'm about 43000 in debt right now from student loans um, with little income, and I'm just wondering what my next steps are.
0: Okay. Uh, 42000 in student loan debt. What is your income?
3: Um, right now I'm estimating, I'm a bartender, so I, I get a lot of mixed tips. Um, but I estimate about $2,800 a month. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you're making a little over 30,000 a year. How old are you?
3: I'm 22.
0: And what's your degree in?
3: Um, well, I'm only two years into it, but it's, it's music education.
0: Okay. And are you still going to school?
3: Um, at the moment, no, because 15000 of that 43000 that I'm in debt is with the school itself, um, and my credit score is not great, and I can't find a loan to cover my last semester, which is that 15000 so they won't even enroll me back into school until that $15,000 is paid off.
0: Okay, you only lack one semester graduating.
3: Um, I actually have about three more years to go.
0: Okay, all right. So signing up for more of this fund doesn't sound fun, does it? Not really. So, okay. <laughs> is this all the debt you have?
3: Um, Yeah, currently. Just the student loans.
2: Okay.
0: okay. Well, let me ask you. It sounds like you're saying you need a new career plan.
3: Well, that would be – that could maybe solve the financial problems. I It just would stink. That's just what I've always wanted to do is teach music. Mm-hmm. So it just – if there's a way around it, I would love – Mm-hmm. To, to jump onto it, but if that's what I got to do, I got to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, there's, um, so you're a musician, I assume? Correct. Okay. And what is your specialty?
3: Uh, I sing for school.
0: Okay. All right. So, voice? Right. Okay. Good. All right. Um, okay. Unless you were teaching in a high school setting, a degree—I mean, there's no degree required to give voice lessons on, as an independent person. You know that, right?
3: Correct. Correct.
0: Okay. Um, so the only the only way you would have to have a degree requirement is if you were going into a classroom setting of some kind. But anything that was private or one off, um, you you certainly could start doing at this moment because you obviously have right. a great, you obviously have a great voice. And you have a passion for teaching people to sing. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, all right. I'll just uh, put my muddy boots on and walk all in your dream for a minute. I already am, so let me walk around some more, okay? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So your dream of spending $100,000 or more, $150,000 $150,000 total when you're all said and done probably to get a degree to teach music in high school and make forty or $50,000 a year uh, doesn't have a good return on investment. It's a bad choice mathematically. So since our dream process is becoming a nightmare, I'm going to suggest we live the dream in such a way that it becomes not a nightmare. And that's what I was starting to do there. I was starting to mess with, you know, your – your, your way of implementing your passions and your skills, okay? And this is what Ken Coleman that works here as a Ramsey personality does every day on his show. He helps people align with their passions and their skills and uh, point them in the direction, a, a practical application of that that is not necessarily involves a four-year degree. In your case, you can't afford a four-year degree right now, and you're trapped as a bartender with a great voice right now. So we need a different plan. It's what I think. Just looking at it as your ugly uncle that loves you, okay? (laughs) And so your your old ugly uncle that loves you and tells you the truth says, uh, "We need a different plan than classroom teaching uh, because it's not worth the money you will spend for the money versus the money you will make in order to uh, be able to teach voice in a classroom setting." Now later on, when you're making some serious money. But I, I'll give you a crazy example, okay? I had a friend, um, I'm in Nashville, everybody in Nashville is a musician, okay? But this lady <laughs> was a fabulous concert-level pianist, okay? Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And you're in Nashville, and so, I mean, you, you're, you're studio, or you're on the road, or you're unemployed. Those are your three options when you're doing that, Okay in this town right yeah and she did not be on the road studio stuff was hard to break into but she was fabulous she ended up building a large i'm talking like 18 teachers working for her piano lessons company i don't know what you call that i don't know but yeah but people I, she rented a building in a warehouse district and filled it up with pianos wow. the piano place would put them in there on a deal, so the kids would get hooked on their brand right and they come in there yeah. and mom and dad drop them off for piano lessons and she was a huge <laughs> but absolutely zero degree required i don't even know if the lady had a degree but she I, i've seen her play and i knew her i mean she's a good personal friend and she but she built this mega well, mega i mean a nice size business she was making a whole lot more than the Teacher at the at the high school. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Okay, uh, right. teaching all these children and and adults piano lessons. Um, I don't know why you couldn't do something like that as your dream, and not be one hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt for the opportunity. And it starts right. with it starts with you starting. You know, finding a couple people that need voice lessons in your town and just cue them up and help them. In the meantime, probably thinking about well, what I can do as a side job or a different better job to go make some dadgum money, get the student loan paid off. Because uh, I don't want you <laughs> 32 years old trapped in a bar still waiting on this dream. Right. That's what I'm worried I don't about. Want me to
2: <laughs> in the meantime, could you get a better job bartending at a higher-end restaurant, for example, and double your income doing that?
3: Well, I actually just did that. So the, the income that I gave you is my estimated new income as of this week that I just started a new, more higher-end kind of job. Okay. It right. still um, feels
2: low for a higher-end bartender making 30 grand. I mean, some of these are making six figures or more. Yeah. Yeah. So that I would at (laughs) least look into Hey, what do I need to work overtime right now? Do I need to do those vocal lessons on the side? But right now we got an income problem.
0: Let's clean up the debt and let's chase that dream later on Mm -hmm. down the road. Yeah. I, I, the way the, so the answer to your question that you called about is how do I pay off my student loans? Um, you, You have to, anytime you have a debt, you have to look at your, the two pieces you gave us, the income, that you have versus the debt that you have. And we call that the shovel to hole ratio around here. How big a shovel, your income, do you have to get out of the hole, the debt? And so if you call me up and you have a $400,000 income, big shovel, but you got $300,000 worth of debt, well, you got big debt, big shovel. You're good. It's not a one-fun place, but it's a ratio you can deal with. Your problem is you're upside down. You got small shovel and medium-sized debt. And so the reason this whole discussion unfolded was we were trying to think with you how we can help you get your shovel bigger, your income bigger to knock the debt out right quick. And then let's move with our whole career movement and how we can pull this off and either start and run a business or, you know, again, I, I, I don't know what the voice scene, the vocal scene is in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know anything about it, but um, uh, I'm going to start working in that area and trying to pick, figure out ways to use my talent and get paid. Because if you can sing to the level that you can teach others, then you can sing to the level you can make money with your voice. And uh,
2: yeah, and I I had a similar amount of debt. I had thirty six thousand in student loans. And at the time I had an entry level salary and I was like, well, I can't just go double my income at my at the company so I can go out. And I started making websites. I did music gigs. I was licensing my songs through websites. I was doing Uber Lift. I was doing it all, and all of that combined gave me the margin to tackle this debt in eighteen months. And so, it's, it may seem like insignificant at the time, but all that little stuff adds up yeah, if you're willing you, to you do just it. work
0: your tail end off. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. I mean, that's it, just It's not going to
2: happen yeah. doing thirty five hours a week. No.
0: No. You're going to have to go crazy for a short period of time. And you know, I, I don't think I'd sign back up for the deal you were signed up for. I, I want to change your direction. Hang on. I'm going to send you a copy of Ken Coleman's book, Paycheck to Purpose. And also, I'm going to send you the assessment that he has on helping you pick out your career track. So, I want to live your dream with you, not your nightmare. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.